2: Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it, like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a
1: Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Grit. It's what enables an individual to persevere
2: in accomplishing a goal. Despite obstacles, barriers, and ceilings placed in their way. Over. And over again,
0: on SEN, this is Grit with Daisy Pears. Hello and welcome to This is Grit
1: with Daisy Pears. Here we shine a light
0: on the stories of women in sport. Yes, these women excel in their chosen field, but that's only part of their story. We want to tell the rest of it. The part about how they've done so while juggling other responsibilities, like motherhood, professional careers, or the heavy burden of being first and different. Every week we'll spend an hour in their world and find out how they do it. This is Grit. My guest this week is Hanin Zreka, a talented 20-year-old footballer taking the weight of being first in her stride. The youngest daughter of Lebanese migrants, Hanin made history as the first Muslim woman to play AFLW when she debuted for the GWS Giants in round one last season. It was only five years earlier that she was introduced to the game at all, and the story of how she found her way to the highest level is incredible. It involves fake names, an encouraging mother unfazed by the norms, and a 157cm competitor with impressive resilience. We caught up in her family home in Western Sydney, where she was generous enough to give me her one hour between work and football training. Hanine tells me what footy, family and her religion mean to her tell me about your family we'll start there because everyone's here it's a privilege to be welcomed into your home so tell me about your family
2: um, I have two older brothers and two older sisters and I live with my mom we are big family level orientated <laughs> um, I have one niece I have five nephews yeah pretty much and we are a rugby fan <laughs> not an AFL fan <laughs>
0: So (laughs) we'll talk about your football journey in a minute, but it sounds like it was harder to convince them that you should play AFL, (laughs) not because of your religion or culture, but more so just because they're NRL fans. Is that right?
2: Yep. So when I bring an AFL home, they're like, what are you doing? Like they're and they, they were shocked as well. They don't know what April was, and I think they still don't know. I think my mum would like like if there's a goal, like good try, good try, <laughs> no. <laughs> not a goal, but yeah, slowly learning. Yeah. yeah. And tell
0: me about your family's history or heritage. You were born here in Sydney. What about your mum?
2: So my mum was born in Lebanon, mm-hmm. and she came here when you was sixteen. So when she was sixteen, she came here, and then um, yeah, so slowly. We were all born here, and then, yeah, she still visits here and there. Yeah, back to Lebanon. Yeah. yeah. Have you been back to Lebanon? Yeah, I went um, two years ago, and I've been three times, but the recent one was two years ago. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Now, tell me, when you go home, or go back to Lebanon, not your home, your mum's home, you probably get known as an Australian. <laughs> Is it funny, then, that in your own country that people constantly ask about what it means to be Lebanese or a Muslim? Do you find that... Interesting. Yeah. Given that most people back there would say you're in Australia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: So um I think when I go there they straight away know you're Australian. Like, oh gosh, yeah. she's from Australia. Yeah. And then um when I'm here I'm known as a Muslim Lebanese from Western Sydney. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a bit it's it's funny that in my own country I'm known as something else and then when I'm over there I'm known as something else as well. Yeah. So it's a bit yeah.
0: How do you how have you dealt with that? What are the challenges with
2: that? I think that I just um, say that I'm Lebanese Australian Muslim because mm-hmm. I am born here but my culture is Lebanese mm-hmm. so I think I just tell them that I am both
0: yeah and I guess being a Muslim is only one part of who you are I guess now that you've been the first Muslim to play AFLW people want to focus on that part of your story a lot what does it mean to you to be a Muslim woman
2: um being a Muslim woman is it's like I'm proud I'm so happy that I'm Muslim like in everything that we do is like It shows us kindness, patience, um, the way in life. Like, we have to be good to everyone. Like, no matter if they're not Muslim, they're whatever, we just have to be good. We have to treat people like they're our own. So we treat others It's like they're just Muslim. So our neighbours, we have to treat them like they're our own family. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what teaching us the right way, teaching us to be good, teaching us to have, like, kindness, just kindness, patience and just, yeah, everything.
0: I guess the perception for the outside world can be that to be a Muslim woman, that people might feel sorry for you for the kind of gendered ideas, but for so many it's not the case. Is that your experience?
2: Yeah, so being a Muslim girl, I think it's a bit harder for us women in our Muslim community, but I think that I'm so happy that I have a mum that supports and so easygoing and lets me, like... She doesn't think, oh, yeah, um, I've got to follow this cultural thing. No, I'll let my daughter play sport. Mm-hmm. Is... And
0: why do you think your mum is that way rather than maybe a more conservative
2: approach? Um, I think she just, she, she's very easygoing and she, lets, like, she just allows it and knows that, that I'm not doing nothing wrong mm-hmm. and knows that, that at the end of the day, like, if I'm doing something wrong, it's, about, like, it's my fault. Mm-hmm. But playing sport isn't something wrong. <laughs> and something that I enjoy and that makes me happy, which is what makes her happy.
0: And did you ever have to try and convince her or was that always her, her view and attitude towards I mean, your sport? That was,
2: that was always her view and yeah. attitude, yeah.
0: Um, within your community and your friends, have you ever had to defend um, Haneen for her wanting to play sport? Like, do uh,
1: you're not really because they everyone pushes me to play yeah. sport. They celebrate her. Yeah, mm-hmm. because she's a good girl. She doesn't do anything wrong. Yeah. That's why they say... You can do anything because you are a good player and yeah. you're good.
0: They're proud of her.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. Is it different for you uh, to have a mum like that that is encouraging? Do you have friends within the Muslim community here that maybe wouldn't be so so supported?
2: Yeah, um, I do. I have heaps of friends that I think they just they come from probably like just a. Uh, different type like they just their family sees sport for girls differently mm-hmm. than to my mum like for example I used to have a friend in our local club that we had to wash her clothes because her family didn't know she played sport and that was a big deal like I can imagine coming to play sport then you have to change your clothes and act like you never played mm-hmm. that's a bit hard I think yeah it's so important to have your
0: family's yeah, and blessings and support yeah that's what it means to you to be a Muslim what does it mean to you to be an Australian?
2: Being Australian, I think I'm very proud. We live in such a fair and, like, good country. I think this is probably the best country ever. Like, the way they do everything, the way they are fair, accepting, and they're not, like, they're not racist. And I think that's something huge. Like, going to another country, I hear all this stuff about it. But Australia, like, they are fair. Like, I can't imagine, like, uh, imagine they're not accepting us. Like, what would we do? But we are grateful that... Yeah, Australia's probably the best country. Mm -hmm. There's probably nothing more
0: Australian than somebody who's trying to decide between (laughs) rugby and football. (laughs) Um, How did you get to discover? How did you come to discover Australian rules football? I've I've heard it's a pretty cool story.
2: (laughs) So um, I played rugby league from six to twelve, and then there was no more pathway for girls because I had to stop at twelve because of the boys, and then. From thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, I just did school sport and then um one of my teachers, there was a guy there to deliver a full program for the boys and then my teacher called out to me and said, why don't you have a run? And I told him, I don't know what AFL is. And he's like, why don't you just catch, kick and tackle, you'll be fine. I was like, okay, out of class, let's go. And I think from then on, I started, I was like, oh wow, this is not a bad game. And then I got to a local club and it's just where...
0: Yeah, so you were at school and there was a program there aimed at, um, I guess, exposing the game to multicultural boys. Um, and the teacher, who I think was, was it Mr. Grace? Yeah, yeah Mr. Gray. I've heard about Mr. Gray. Mr. Gray, yeah, Mr. Gray, was it? He said, hey, don't worry about the boys. <laughs> We've got a very good yeah. girl here that you need to have a look at. Yeah.
2: He's probably a big part of why I started AFL and I think he's pushing me. He's always telling me, go play with the boys. Always telling me, like, there was a boys team and he'd be like, nah, she's in first, like, he didn't care. Like, it was a big part of my, yeah, Yeah. why I started AFL and everything. Just encouraged you and... yeah, and always told me to, like, believe in myself and, like, always, like, got me included in sport. I think if it wasn't for him, I think I would have not started AFL.
0: And what happened from there? You you said you went and played community football. You went to the Auburn Giants, which can you tell us a little bit about the Auburn Giants?
2: Yeah, Auburn Giants is a um back then it was just all these Lebanese women scarfed and we didn't know how to kick, we didn't know how to mark and like um before I came they were losing games by like two hundred nil but the thing is, I knew about them is that they wanted to just play. They didn't care about the score. They were having fun. Every game, there was like drums. There was road trips. There was a party after, even if we won or lost. I think it was just it was so fun. Like experience that, and then Auburn Giants. Like they have actually helped me so much. Like especially Emma, Josh, d- um, Josh literally started from scrap with me. He literally three times a week. He lives He's at- the coach. No, he he was the brother's coach okay. and um. Now he's living in Melbourne and he literally made me, like, he lives an hour away from me. He used to wake up at six o'clock and he used to come train me just to get my kick better, to get my fitness up. And yeah, um, I think that was a big, big deal. And Anna, like, encouraged me to tell him to never lose hope, to make me the person I am. I think, yeah, it was a big.
0: Well, we'll talk more about Amna and the Giants because there's an awesome story about your first game for the Auburn Giants, but we'll do that in the next segment. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to This Is Grit on SEN thanks to Victoria Police. Victoria Police is now recruiting. Apply now. On SEN, This Is Grit with Daisy Pierce. Welcome back to this is Grit thanks to Victoria Police. Victoria Police now recruiting. An insight into the women breaking down barriers in sport. My guest this week is GWS Giants player Haneen Zraker, the first Muslim woman to play AFLW. Okay, Haneen, I want you to tell us the story about your first game at the Auburn Giants.
2: <laughs> um the first game I was probably fourteen turning fifteen. And then um, I know I was too young to play in the women's division. Yes. So there's no
0: junior football at this stage. So you had to play senior women's, but there was an age limit. You had to be 15, is that right? You had to be 17. Oh, 17. Yeah. <laughs> and you were... F-
2: I was 14, 15. Oh. <laughs> All right, talk us through it. <laughs> um, I was like, I wanted to play. And they were like, you're kind of underage. I was like, why don't you put me under someone else's name? And I did. And then um, I played that game and then... I got caught (laughs) I got yeah so I played that game I um, I actually really enjoyed I did well and then two days later Emma calls me says we got caught we can't play
0: you anymore (laughs) hang on let's rewind this story deserves more more time um so you've turned up at the Auburn Giants thank you Looks delicious. <laughs> um, we've just been presented a beautiful little Lebanese sweet. This is my
1: ushab Um It's <laughs>
2: like, like, like Arabic. It's like a Lebanese.
0: It's like Lebanese pizza, Organa. Yeah, okay, or
1: pizza. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or pizza. Yeah. So
0: okay. You, you Why not? And, yeah. <laughs> so this and my. Hale to zibna. Hale, de zibna. I know what you're up to. Haneen is trying to fatten me up so that I can't keep up with her when we play against her next year. (laughs) I know these tricks, Haneen. (laughs) You've got your mum on to (laughs) me. No, thank you, Nuhar. Looks beautiful. (laughs) Where were we? Oh, you've turned up at the Auburn Giants. They've thought, oh, my goodness, this girl is a gun. We have to play her. She's about three years off the legal playing age. (laughs) But we're going to find a way. So you concocted a plan to play under a fake name. Well, it wasn't a fake name, it was the yeah. name of another girl who was injured. Yeah. And out you went. Yeah. It was all going really well, this plan, until you
2: starred yeah. <laughs> and
0: everyone started talking about you. <laughs> and my, I
2: had a plat, I used to play with a plat, and then no one, used, no one plays with a plat, so I used to always play with a plat, and I think um, that gave it away (laughs) yeah because by this stage
0: the the session at school that we were speaking about before you were already identified at that so people had started talking about you at AFL New South Wales and then this very similar sounding girl turns up playing for the Auburn Giants a few (laughs) weekends later (laughs) but she's got a different name (laughs) and it all came undone (laughs) undone
2: And done that. I was like, oh I was really starting to enjoy it and then um there was literally no local club for me. I was like, oh so I just kept training with Auburn and yeah. And I just started joining the under 18s um New South Wales team and then I think it's just how it flew.
0: Yeah. Did they apply for you to play underage the next year? Yeah. They went through the proper channels
2: <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> So the next year, I was still under age, and um, I was only allowed, only got six games allowed. And then there was a guy that could request for more, and um, I didn't know who the guy was until um, I went to my under 18s national round. And then um, I was in Perth, and it was like a Friday. And then I was walking, and his name's Maddie Graham, and um, he was like to me, "Oh, so you play for Auburn?" I was like, "Yeah." I'm like, I'm only playing six games, but I'm waiting till someone's to let me play all of them. He's like, you know who makes that decision? I'm like, no. Who? <laughs> and then he's like, me. I'm like, oh, my God, let me play. <laughs> and then he's like, I think after this weekend, I, I am. <laughs> and then I think from then on, I I got the games. And, yeah, we had a pretty good year. I think we lost the preliminary final. Well, your passion for footballs
0: infectious. So... I don't know how Maddie Graham would have said no to you. I can understand why you, you twisted his arm and you were allowed to play all the games after that. Um, what what happened from there? So you said you got started getting involved in the New South Wales state team. How did you get to those? I understand that you live at home, single mum. Did Was there some... The Auburn Giants got together with the AFL and said, this girl is that good, we have to make sure she gets these opportunities. And how did that all play out?
2: Yeah, um, it was like, I think... Amna kept saying um, that we're going to help you, we're going to, even if you need lifts there, we'll get you there. We're going to, like, try to fund you. And then I think that's, like, it all happened together. And then I think and Nikki, Nikki Flamboris from the AFL, she really pushed her. She's a multicultural lady. She really helped. Maddie Graham helped. And I think Amna part of the club, and um, having Harvey Norman as a sponsorship was a really big deal, yeah. In what way? In every way, I think Katie Page, like, she believes in women's sport, which, like, Auburn Dryan wouldn't have all this stuff if it wasn't for her. And I think that because of her passion for women, I think that's what made Auburn Dryans grow and made me who I am today in the AFL field. And it was...
0: All for a good cause because you not only got there to represent New South Wales, but in 2017 you made the All-Australian team, which is starting to be a bit of a big deal by then because it's not just the honour of an All-Australian team, there's the opportunity to get drafted is now a thing with AFLW invented. Yeah. Can you remember that achievement and were you starting to think you wanted to make a career of it?
2: Yeah, um, when I heard that there was... It was that saying journey to 2017. I was like, oh wow, and then I kept like I was being around those girls. It was like I think 40 girls in Melbourne, and most of them were like the 18 year old age. And I was saying that like we want to make it, and like going from a New South Wales to Melbourne, and training with Melbourne girls. I just realised that like wow, like they're so like different to us. The skills, the everything. I was like, I got to Like I got to train if I want to make it. And um, knowing, like, from then, I was like... Like, and watching that game, the exposition game, yeah. I was like, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. OK, it's not going to be easy, but I knew that, like, seeing all of his run out, playing, having fun, and just have the crowd there, I was like, this is what I want. Mm-hmm.
0: Footy means a lot to you, doesn't it? I was speaking to Umna about you, and she said that you didn't love school. <laughs> and that... Your school, the Auburn Giants, your family, maybe used football to make sure you completed your schooling. (laughs) And that's how passionate you are about it. Is that
2: is that true? Hundred percent. Um I never used to go to school. I used to wake up late and be like, Oh, should I go today or not? But um my school was so good like good to me, how they treated me. They literally got me, um, even the AFL and my school combined together and they got me a tutor to help me finish my assessments. and I could choose the tutor and I chose um, one of my teachers. So he helped me do my work and I literally came first in a class. I know, like, I didn't believe it. I got a award as well on the day of my presentation. I was Proud like, moment. Yeah, I was like, oh, something not about sport.
0: <laughs>
2: so um, literally it was so good. Like, I'm sure the certificate's up here somewhere. <laughs> So that really drew me to finish school and I'm so happy I finished school because now I've got a job that requires, like, to to go to school and I'm so happy and, like, being so easygoing but pushing me at the same time, Mm -hmm. I think I'm so grateful that, like, I could have moved to a school closer but I was like, nah, to my mum, I was like, nah, when I'm moving, I'm saying that to school and look what ended up happening. Mm -hmm. Two years later, I got. Like I got to a sport that I didn't know AFL, discovered by my teacher and letting a school finish me in year 12, which was big. Fate. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: and you've just finished work and we've got about an hour before you go off to <laughs> training. So thanks for having me in your busy schedule. But is it a bit funny that you hated school and didn't want to go and now you've found yourself, you work at a school. <laughs> so you spent all those years trying to get out of it
2: yep. <laughs> and now you're back there. <laughs> what, um, what do you do? Honestly, um, I'm a teacher aide and I, didn't, I couldn't believe I would ever be in a school. Like, um, when I was playing for the under 18s Bulldogs um, for rugby league, the career advisor was helping get me a job. And then she goes, she told me I have no, way, when she was supposed to only make me use it, I'm um, a um, resume that day. She's like, oh, there's a job at Kusula Puppy School as a teacher aide. I'm like, mm, what's that? She's like, you help the kids, like you're the extra teacher. I'm like, nah, I don't think she'll. She like, are you sure? wasn't my thing. Nah. She's like, are you sure the boys will take it then? I'm like, all right, I'll take it then. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah. And then honestly, this is the best job, like, knock on wood. Like, I hope I stay in it forever. <laughs> but this job, like, it's just shows me that, like, how my teachers were to me, what I'm doing to the kids. Chance to give yep. that. Yeah, 100%. It's beautiful.
0: Thanks for listening to This is Grit. Thanks to Victoria Police. Victoria Police now recruiting. Apply now. After the break, we speak to Haneen's mum about her daughter's undeniable competitiveness and how she just had to let her go and play. On
2: SEN, this is Grit with Daisy Pearce.
0: Welcome back to This Is Grit, thanks to Victoria Police. Victoria Police now recruiting. An insight into the women breaking down barriers in sport, my guest this week is GWS Giants player Haneen Zraker, the first Muslim woman to play AFLW. Heneen's mum Nuhar, came to Australia when she was 16, and she tells us how she saw her daughter's competitive spirit from an early age, and how she was compelled
2: to let her play. What did it mean to you to get drafted? It actually meant so much. Like I was, I was like, yes, my hard work didn't go for nothing, and like, um, I do have a little like guilt in my brain saying that, like, if I don't make it, like, I'm, I don't know how I'm going to react, and um, I think I just try to say positive words, and I like, I know that um like it can be so talented but effort is better than talent like if you needed like work hard it work hard beats talent Mm -hmm. so like from my second year going down to the draft i was like that's it i'm gonna work hard work hard work hard and then let's see how it plays out but as long as i know i worked hard that's what i will actually benefit for me Mm And despite all the
0: accolades in that under 18s year, all Australian, you tested well at the combine, um, you were made to wait and made to earn it. What did you learn from that experience?
2: Um, I learned that everything happens at its right time. I think that you was just wasn't just my year. I think that better things are going to fall into place and then I know like it, it still bothers me that for the first year, but then knowing that, the outcome came it was even better mm-hmm. I think that really tested me and it tested me to get better because like I know my my fitness and running and it that's good but then I realized that my skills can get better mm-hmm. I think just having a year made me reflect on myself mm-hmm. and be thankful for people who are around me and knowing yeah
0: how would you describe yourself as a player uh, for those that haven't seen Haneen play I recommend you do um and picture a rugby player turned footballer <laughs> and you'll be halfway there but how how do you describe yourself as a player
2: i think i like to get in and dirty i like to win the ball mm-hmm. i like to tackle and um i think just being physical i think that's my thing why did you start playing rugby because it's probably not the most
0: natural thing for a girl to walk out and decide she was going to play and probably not the most natural thing for a Muslim girl <laughs> to decide she was going to walk out and play. What, how would you find yourself in, in rugby?
2: Um, so um, I used to go to the park. My brothers were playing at the Greenleggar Tigers home ground and then one day um, I was like to mom, can I just join that boys' team? And she's like, yeah, you can train with them. And then the, the coach goes, oh, can she play in our team? Like, I don't want the boys, I want her. And then mom's like, OK, OK, like, you can go play with them. And then that's it. From 6 to 12, she never missed a game. And I played every game with um, Scrodinger Tigers in a boys' team. Nuhar, I
0: was going to ask you how you came to let um Haneen, go and play rugby but I nearly answered my own question when I pulled up out the front because the rugby oval is literally yeah. just there <laughs> was part of the reason you, you wanted her or you, you were happy for her to go and play rugby because at least you knew where she was
1: <laughs> no we was in Greenacre when oh. we start okay yeah and uh, she was 6 she said i want to play i want to play like my brother i told her okay go and try And uh, the coach, he do for her training, he's coming back. Look, I don't want all the boys, I want Hanin only. (laughs) (laughs) And after that, I push her and she play very good. And she's the best. All the other team, they said, if we broke Hanin, the team, nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And one little boys, they say, when she's big, I want to marry her. She's mine. <laughs> what did you say to the boys about that? Yeah, yeah, good luck. <laughs> I give it to, to you, present. <laughs> yeah. Take her off my hands. <laughs> um, she's good. Yeah. She's playing uh, hard. When, uh, you know, when she have game, she's worried, I want to win, I want to win, I want to win, on his head. She's a competitor. <laughs> yeah, she likes to be win. She doesn't like to lose.
2: <laughs>
0: where did, where do you think that comes from in her? Uh, did you see that when she was young, very young?
1: Yeah, I am, um, yeah, when she's uh, two years, uh, we've got to story before. She's coming down at 2 o'clock in the morning, you know, morning, 2 o'clock. Mm. She's coming, uh, she's going down the stairs and she play by her in her brother's games. And she say, Mama, shh. <laughs> and she's coming back to sleep. <laughs> she like to do something like, yeah. you know, hard, something really. Like, uh, because their brother, they didn't give her... You know, the she, guys. they didn't let her yeah, play, yeah. but she found she, a way. Yeah, <laughs> she need to do it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Have you ever had to explain to your friends um,
1: why you let her? Uh, do your friends ask you why? No, 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 no one, with no one business.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, because I didn't let anyone
0: challenge. You, yeah,
1: yeah, in yeah. my life, you know. Yeah, if I need to do something,
0: you know what's best yeah, for your family. Yeah. 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 Were you?
1: Did you get an opportunity to play sport? Um, me. Yeah. When I was younger. Yeah. What yeah. sports did you play? Uh, volleyball. Volleyball. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Do you think you would have made a good footballer?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was. <laughs> yeah. And I'm never stop. Uh, you know, I'm always like to move. Yeah. I don't like to sit.
0: Okay. Active.
1: Yeah. So when I ask where does it come
0: from in Haneen, it?
1: Yeah. Maybe a little bit from you. Yeah, yeah I don't like to sit, uh, to, do, to do anything. I like to do everything, in, you know, in once. Yeah. I don't left. <laughs> I can For
0: some Muslim families, is it true that the girls are encouraged to marry
1: and have children? They, they can push her. No. Uh,
2: she- Every family is different, but so they can push her. yeah so like a girl shouldn't be forced back in the days yeah it was pretty much forced
1: no 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 because in muslim they can force the girls to marry mm-hmm. they have to ask her
2: mm-hmm.
1: they have to ask her do you want to marry that man okay. or not okay yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but the people they have hard brain mm-hmm. not for you know because muslim no 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 because the Muslims say that you have to ask the girls, you mm-hmm. wanna marry it or not.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's never been. You've never wanted to put pressure on her? No, 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 no. We've one. Yep. I've got. I've got other two girls. Yeah, they. You know, they meet their boys and they. Come. They wanted that for yeah, themselves. They, yeah, they come to ask me. I wanna marry it. <laughs> and I don't push them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and Haneen said, "I want to marry football." <laughs> yeah, yeah, she is. Yeah. You know, believe me, the religion they didn't make hard, but there's some, you know, guys. Oh, so what they you're saying are, is they hard, not okay. their religion. So
0: it, you know, so but, it's, yeah. it's not the the Muslim religion. No, no, no. no, no. It's
1: it's a, an interpretation never, never. of that no, that gives the perception that no, they're pressured. Yes, we, put, we have to look after myself, mm-hmm. you know. We can work, we can talk with anyone, any man, mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. But you have to be... Respectful to
2: yourself. No, you yeah.
1: know, respect yourself. It you doesn't make... You know,
0: make <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Haneen, I don't... I hope you don't mind me asking, why do you choose not to wear a scarf?
2: Um. So I think it's, like, it's when I'm ready. I think that I follow the religion, I do everything, I fast, I pray, I, like read quran i like i do everything i think but it's step by step i go i don't want to force myself that something that i'm gonna like be like i'm not ready i wasn't ready for it i like to take step by step so slowly i think one day i'll put on when i'm ready mm-hmm. and i think that's when i'll just i'll be That's it. i'll be happy i fulfilled my religion mm-hmm. so um that's why i get that a lot Why do i don't wear it i think that I don't want to wear it and take it off later. I'd rather just wear it and that's it, it's full on. But mm-hmm. I'd rather wear it when I'm ready and it will be step by step.
0: Thanks for listening to This Is Grit, thanks to Victoria Police. Victoria Police, now recruiting. Apply now. After the break, Hanine explains some Muslim customs and shares a few light-hearted stories about educating her teammates in the footy sheds. Welcome back to This Is Grit, thanks to Victoria Police. Victoria Police, now recruiting. An insight into the women breaking down barriers in sport, my guest this week is GWS Giants player, Hanin Zraker. She invited me into the family home to talk footy and religion. So normally, if you were going to football and it, prayer time was while you're at football, would you pray at
2: training or at your game? Yeah, so um, so I think, um, so when we went to interstate, I could pray together. So I didn't really interfere with mm-hmm. my um, game time. And I think at training, so we train in the summer. So um right now, if I went there, I would have prayed there now. But mm-hmm. in summer, because um, it, the days are longer, mm-hmm. so my um, the time that I'm supposed to pray the third one will be will be later. Will be at like five mm-hmm. in summer, and then I think we start at five fifteen. So I okay. think it gives me fifteen minutes before yeah to yep. go do that, and then. Um the next one will be when the sun goes down and I'll make it before I'll come home yep. and I'll make it before the next one mm-hmm. so so how might what you pack in your footy bag be different to what I'd pack in my footy bag <laughs> I'd I'd pack my whole headpiece and my skirt to pray at thing and um um yeah so it will be different my boots yeah that's the same as everyone but um I always have to pack a praying stuff yeah to go with me so you wear a complete you Completely different outfit for
0: when you pray. Yeah. yeah,
2: And there's a space for doing that at the club. At the yeah, so you can go in any room. But um, there's email at Ali that uh, the multicultural people, and they said that um, to tell them whatever, but to go in in any empty room, empty room, and I can just pray. Mm-hmm. And they they're trying to understand. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I was speaking to people that played under 18s with you, and is it true that maybe one day some of your teammates dressed up? In your prayer clothes?
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I think I was at under teens camp and um, all the girls were like, oh, what do you do, i, go, I got to go pray. They go, what do you mean? I go, you yeah, have to wear this. And they all tried. They're like, oh, wow. <laughs> they were like, this is what you wear. my kids." like, yes. <laughs> so why do you take it off when you pray and when you don't, because like, I not ruining it fully yet. And they're like, oh, okay, we understand. <laughs> <laughs> so another
0: chance yeah. to teach them about your, cult, your religion. <laughs> um, have you ever that's all the wonderful part of being involved in footy um, I guess being able to educate people about what it really means to be Muslim and um, share your culture have you ever experienced any bad have you ever been racially vilified or I hope the answer is no as someone that um, I would hope the answer is no, being an AFLW player. But um, yeah, have you experienced anything um, negative? I
2: don't. I don't think. I think that um, I haven't like experienced negative. But like, I think like some people just have the idea in their head that like when what they see on the news and on the internet is what they think that every Muslim is. But I think once they get to know and get to like, what happened in Christchurch especially, I think that's, like, that was a big, major wake-up call that not every Muslim's like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, that when that happened, I think that that just gave me, a, like, knowing that I had, like, 15 people from different clubs messaging me saying, oh, we are with you, hope you're okay. And, then like, knowing that people, like, don't think we are all the same was a major, like like, saying that, wow, like, a is, like, so supportive and knowing that there's no racism in it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a big deal. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, just on the Christchurch attacks, you had to play football that weekend. Um, how did it come about that your teammates all wore black armbands? Was that something you asked or um, did they – yeah, how did it come about?
2: So um, um, it was the day of – so we're playing the day of what happened in Christchurch. Um, I was, like, when I found out I was, like, a pretty upset and then um, – um, I think my coach reached out to me and he goes, like, I hope you're okay. Like, do you see what's on the internet? my like, yeah. And then, so when we got to the ground, um, we had we, there's a coach meeting before we get warmed up. Um, and he said that, did anyone see anything on the internet today? And then they're like, yeah, we did. And then they're like, we have a Muslim player. We're going to wear a black armband and just to show our support. So I think that was, yeah. Yeah, what good. did it mean to you think- when... It 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 actually meant so much knowing that I have support of the girls and the AFL, knowing that, like, knowing what happened and they're supporting, no matter what religion I am, that everyone's inclusive. Mm.
0: Was it coincidence that you played your best game that day? (laughs) Um,
2: Yeah, I I don't know. Because you got the Rising Star nomination that week, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I think that I just went out there and said like, like see, I'm like this is the last game. It doesn't matter what happened today, I'm gonna to play my best. I'm gonna like I'm gonna just try to think of positive, positive, positive and um, um I got like good game time and I was like I was just I was enjoying myself and I think that um, knowing what the girls were doing for me, I thought I gotta do the same, like I gotta put my my body on the line and everything and I'm saying that like I know everything in the back of my mind, but I'm on the footy field. I've got to, like, distract that. i gotta, I got to play footy now.
0: So, yeah, well, how would you manage Ramadan? Tell us what Ramadan is so that if anyone doesn't know what it means for you, um, yeah, then tell us what it means for your footy.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, Ramadan is like a holy month in our um, community and our culture. Um, it's when we fast from sunrise to sunset, so we're not going to have no water or no food from that from those times and um we literally just a whole month that we like pray to god we like we try to perfect our good deeds and everything and we got to feel like what the poor people like we got to like how the poor people have nothing we got to like put our situation in there mm-hmm. and um playing sport like i play i played v4 one game in that i played like local club but to play a professional sport i haven't tried it yet so um, I don't know what we'll be like, but um, I know that um, i got to like get some tips off, like maybe Basha or Adam Saad, to see how they cope, because cause I know they were playing, even though their ones are not in summertime, um, I still need to understand how they do it, how they keep hydrated, how they don't get a stitch from not eating, mm. just to learn and get tips. So when I fast, I can, like in the morning, when I wake up, so I can just have what already, yeah, be ready to go. Um,
0: do you follow Bashar and Adam Saad's career more closely? Do
2: you know those guys? Yes, yeah, so I met Basha and Adam at um, the Giants Iftarnai. That was the first time I met. And um, now like, I'm actually following slowly. I like Richmond and Essendon. Because of those boys? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I think we spoke before about the Basha Huli Academy as well. Um, is that program for boys? And would you like, can you see in the
2: future maybe a Haneen Zreka Academy? (laughs) Um, Yeah, so um, I know he has a boys one and I think he has a girls one but I don't know if he's part of that one yet but um, hopefully one day um, people have been talking that we might get a Sydney Haneen Zreka Academy Mm -hmm. and I think that's what I will strive for. That will be my biggest goal Mm -hmm. to get young Muslim girls in and to start playing sport
0: when we talk about all these things what what do you think that the AFL can do or keep doing and the clubs to make sure that you're not the last um uh, Muslim woman to play AFLW
2: um I think just pathways from young um making like a academy as well for young Muslim and just not saying that like um, it's just about football, maybe have beliefs in there as well so their parents can be like, oh, so this is everything not just about football, they're teaching them about their faith as well, I think that having that will be a big one and having that, they, they include everyone and that um, they don't they don't engender anyone that you could wear your headpiece you could wear your long sleeve I think that that will be a big deal for women mm-hmm. and their parents will allow that um, like knowing that heaps now that AFL is probably big sport now for Muslim girls playing. I think that's like, and it's not like, it's not as dangerous as some other sports like that girls play. I think that um, the way they are going in their pathways and including and doing everything is like big step. Mm-hmm.
0: So you have a lot of friends that love AFL as well?
2: Um, yeah, m- most of them from the mm-hmm. but like my friends' friends that I play like Ostag even and that, they just tell me that when we go watch you, we when you touch the ball, we clap. Other than that, we don't know what you're doing.
0: <laughs> You've mentioned a few times that, you know, you're disappointed when people base their opinion on you and your religion and culture off what they see on the internet. What do you feel or what do you think when stories come up about... Terrorism that is then blurred with um, being a Muslim. Yeah. Um, How does that make you feel or how do you deal with that? I know that's a very complex question. Give me the very short answer. (laughs)
2: Um, I think, like, I just know that I know what we are and I think that, like, you can't judge a book by its cover. And I think that taking your time to get to know someone and not thinking about, oh, look what they are, this is what they are. I think just getting to know someone will just change change how you think about someone Mm -hmm. that's a
0: good answer um i hope that we're helping to do that today um all right this is my hardest question (laughs) then of the whole day you you won't get a tougher question than this one rugby league or afl (laughs) (laughs) Um, if you had to choose Because you're still playing rugby league at the moment, aren't you, in your off-season? Yeah, but if you Um, had to choose, which one? And pretend mum's not listening (laughs) because you might get in trouble. (laughs)
2: Um, If I actually had to choose, it would be AFL because rugby league was just a natural thing that I grew up with, but AFL I had to work hard to get to where I am. And, like, from all the setbacks I've had and from all the people that have came into my life from it and from people that are pushing me, I think that my love for the game has grown more than the Mualaforg
0: League. Who do you follow? Who's your team that you support? Probably the Giants Giants, now. You didn't have a team before the Giants? No, No. I didn't have a team. All right. Well, Hanin and Nuha, thanks for your time and thanks for having me in your home. Um, Loved catching up. Um, I've watched your career from afar um, and admire what you do but haven't had the chance to spend a lot of time with you. Um, But, yeah, thanks for spending time with me and teaching me more about... Your religion and culture and family. <laughs>
1: thanks, Daisy. <laughs>
0: thanks for listening to This Is Grit. Thanks to Victoria Police. You're more suited than you might think to join Victoria Police. Apply now. Thanks to Hanine Zreka for sharing her story and welcoming me into the family home. And thanks to her mum, Nuha, for her time, not to mention the take-home pack of at al jeben. I'll be taking her up on her offer to come back for a Lebanese barbecue next time I'm in Sydney as well. My guest next week is Australian marathon runner Jess Stenson. Two-time Commonwealth Games bronze medalist and two-time Olympian, Jess has recruited a new training partner in the lead-up to her third Olympics. Her and her husband Dylan are expecting their first baby in November and Jess is aiming to be fit and firing, ready for the Tokyo Olympics the following August. Hear all about her journey next week on This Is Grit.